in time. Greetings, everyone. I'm Luke Brian Smith, and welcome to Enlightened Empowered Evolved. I believe everyone's doing well, and everything is unfolding perfectly. I'm excited yet again, because I have an amazing guest that is an advocate against domestic violence for women, as well as a program facilitator, author, ex-senior probation officer, multiple award winner, um, invited to be a researcher at the University of East London, and just so much more. Uh, without further ado, let me introduce you to Pamela R. Haynes. How are you doing, Pamela? I'm not too bad, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on your platform. I really appreciate that. Yes, and I'm a firm believer that time is one of our most precious assets, and I just appreciate um, you spending a moment of your time with here with me in the history of your life. I, I appreciate this very much. Thank you very much again. Let's just get right into it, Pamela. So advocate against domestic violence. You want to touch on that a, a bit? Because I saw in your bio that um, you you were actually, uh, uh, I don't really want to say victim, because when I say victim, that means a person that's just helpless and can't do anything. And obviously you're not. Um, you've used this to propel you to do, to be an advocate and to, to do even more great things. So can you touch a little bit on that? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm neither a victim or a survivor of domestic right. abuse. Um, I studied the subject of domestic abuse at university, University of Kingston um, in Surrey in the United Kingdom. And um, during my role as a probation officer, I got to be a facilitator of the domestic abuse program. So the program, um, most of the perpetrators were male and they were sentenced by the court or went to prison as a result of their offences and a requirement on their license once they were released was to complete the program. So the program is um, 18 months long and um, twice a week we met with the offenders to go through the reasons surrounding their um, offending behaviour and then in the latter half of the program we were equipping men with skills of how to manage um, the healthy relationships going forward so that's my starting point where I got um, into the whole subject and the arena of domestic abuse and given the training and everything else and during the pandemic when we saw a number of domestic abuse cases rise globally I was then invited to speak to a number of different groups um, local to me national and international to talk about domestic abuse red flags 
um, different types of abuse. And um, that's how I, how I entered into this arena. Um, I've got the opportunity to go to Barbados um, to have a book launch there. So I, no doubt we'll talk about the books um, later. But whilst I was there, um, I was approached to become one of the advocates against domestic abuse, which is a charity in Barbados. And essentially, I help them to raise funds so that they can keep their work going. Um, so they help women who are trying to escape domestic abuse, help find them accommodation, employment, bank accounts, you name it, everything that they need to reinvent themselves going forward. Um, that's how I help um, support them. And I'm very proud to be associated with that particular charity. So that's how my, my role developed within that particular charity. Wow, absolutely amazing, Pamela. And I am so uh, thankful that um, there are um, the way things are um, elevating um, and expanding in regards to, to that. Because in my experience, I have to share a little bit. Um, that was especially a time ago, you know, because I was born in the 70s and that used to be acceptable that it, that domestic violence, like everywhere, like even within my own family and people, you heard about that. Um, yeah, as well as violence against kids, you know, and, and things like that. It was, it was, we had normalized it. So I'm thankful for um, where it's headed today and people like you that are, you know, that are advocating to, to not only uh, against it, but, but to, um, to uh, create support uh, systems. And like you said, in, in regards to financing and everything, just a place for people to go. And it's okay to, to reach out. You got a place for people to go. You provide a place for people to go to that don't know where to turn. And that that's just absolutely amazing. Yes. So also you're an ex-senior probation officer. Um, that, that, that's amazing. And, and I'll share a little bit too, because uh, my wife, um, she is uh she's a retired um correctional counselor for for the yeah the state of california correctional facility so that's just amazing so uh being in that um i kind of I, I don't say i don't know your experience but how, how was your experience being a uh probation officer in um yeah well i started off um lovely and fresh 19 year old joining oh, would yes. have been Her Majesty's um, Crown Prosecution Service. So I was actually, um, uh, we were prosecuting um, offenders. Um, I got to work with the police, um, the magistrates and judges. And my role at that time was to prepare cases for prosecution and also represent the interests of the Crown at court. Um, I've got to work at most of the magistrates' courts in Northeast London, where I'm from. Um, and I also did a spell at the Crown Court, at Snaresburg Crown Court. Um, my journey at the Crown Court meant that I saw a lot of um, Black people coming through the court system. And it troubled me, especially amongst our young people. It was like a revolving door. They'd come in, they'd be prosecuted, sentenced, go to prison, come out. And then six months later, they were back into the court system again. 
So I felt um, that uh, five years into it, that I was part of the problem and not part of the solution. And I wanted to know how could we stop young people going round and round the criminal justice system. And um, I literally joined the probation service, which was in the building across the road. And um, I used to write to prisoners um, at their most vulnerable time, um, send them Christmas cards, conduct prison visits, and um, then got the opportunity to go to Kingston University in Surrey to train as a senior, uh, to train as a probation officer. And I've had several roles in as a probation officer, um, ending my career um, as a senior. Uh, manager within the probation service. So in all, in total, I have over 30 years worth of experience of working in the criminal justice system. And whilst I loved working with offenders, by far the biggest challenge is trying to manage people, trying to manage teams of people um, and trying to develop them to make sure that they're performing at their best and giving the best service to people at their most, um, you know, at most time that they need it, at when they're when they're really vulnerable and ready to make changes in their lives. So um, overall, I don't miss the work. It's um, overwhelming. Uh, yes, the work, yes. Um, yes. You know, it can be horrendous, but overall, my experiences were very good. Right. Yeah, that's the, the same. Um along the same narrative that my wife speaks that she doesn't miss being there, but at the same time, you know, yeah, she took it for what it was. But one thing that stood out to me, I mean, everything that you said stood out to me and just thank you for doing such uh, amazing work and just for being who you are um, and sensitive to, to, to needs. And, you know, everyone's not like that. Now I'm not trying to compare, but that's just amazing that yeah. you, you are sensitive to think to, to injustices and things that you think aren't fair. And um, it's a similar uh, narrative here in the US in regards to um, especially young black men, um, uh, you know, African um, descent, uh, uh, filling up the, the jail and court system and <clears throat> not to change the, 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 where we're headed um, this conversation, but that led me to because I create, um, and you'll see where I'm going with this. I create uh, hip hop music, but but I used to create um, uh, more mainstream hip hop music that was uh, more centered on um, just negativity. I, I would say that, right? And now, in hindsight, as I've gotten older and and matured in my journey, and just everything. Um, I see that that music that I was creating in the music that I even hear out there, I won't name any names because there are still some good music out there. But what I see in our hip hop music is that it contributes to that, uh, that uh, prison pipeline, giving us that mentality to hurt one another, to uh, idolize things we shouldn't, to uh, overindulge in alcohol and drugs. And that leads to that type of behavior, violence. And so I no longer wanted to uh, contribute to that. And that's why the music that I create now is uplifting and uh, life affirming and things of that nature. I wanna, you know, because I, I wanna, like you said, I wanna be part of the solution, not the problem. So now I, I've been convicted to say, hey, whatever I put out there, whatever comes out my mouth, 
the way that I project myself, articulate myself. I wanted to that inspire people. Okay. Yes, I wanted to inspire people so that I can I can, you know, um help people and help help change that mindset, that thinking that this is how we got we have to uh, conduct ourselves or how we have to view one another and be violent towards one another. So yes, I, I resonate totally with that. That's that's amazing, Pamela. Um, and also I wanna get into this. You're a multiple uh, award winner. So you've won different awards. Can you elaborate a bit on that? Yes, I can. Um, the very first award, I've got it here with me. I've got, um, I'm, I'm out on the landing at the top of the stairs and I've got my, very first award here with me. Oh, wow. Which uh, called a Lift Effects Award. Okay. Um, we recognized 100 women, and I was one of them to receive a STAR Award um, winner for my work in the criminal justice system. As I said, I've been around now, my career spans over 30 years. And um, I thought that, you know, that, that was it. But my uh, I'm, I'm enjoying a new career. Um, and it's lovely to pick up awards like that. Um, the right. second award was a author of the year in 2018. Oh, um, wow, which is that's beautiful. beautiful. Yeah, beautiful award. I think they need a bit, a bit of dusting. Um, and that was by the Powerhouse Global um, Organization, and they only recognized 40 women uh, across the planet. Um, I was one of them that they recognized as well, and they treated us like royalty. They really wow, had that a wonderful about that felt that felt great it, it's always and awesome um and amazing to be recognized that's oh let me see that one oh wow right, beautiful a, a, a black excellence award okay. um all for a color, um 2018 amazing. and the last award um that i picked up last year was by the powerhouse global award again but this time for my work in the domestic abuse um, arena. So that was really special. So I've been nominated for quite a few, some coming from America as well. So I don't know whether you've heard of Black Girls Who Write. Um, they are an Instagram community and they had their award not long ago and I was nominated in um, four categories. I mean, unfortunately I didn't win, but I just get a buzz out of knowing that someone put pen to paper and that they nominated me in the first place. So yes. I've got uh, a few award ceremonies coming up, which I'm looking forward to. Um, the Caribbean Global Award in oh, wow. uh, September. Um, I've got, um, uh, I've been nominated for a National Diversity Award as a positive role model. And just recently, hot off the press, a couple of days ago, the Black Awards um, contacted me and I've been nominated for an award there as well. So uh, it's nice to dress up and to um, take people with me. So you know, my husband will be coming with me to those um, events and it's a good opportunity for us to network and meet other people um, you know, who are doing well in their fields as well. So I'm looking forward to those. Wow, that is, that is actually absolutely amazing, Pamela. And I feel honored and privileged to be um, engaging uh, with uh, uh, such an affluent, um, powerful uh, person, woman. Thank you for being you. And yes, that's just that's just who you are. And it's you know part of who you are. To and to receive these accolades, it's just it's just amazing. It's just further validation. Even though I can tell that you don't even need it, but at the same time, it's still 
it's still wonderful and great. <laughs> it's, it's wonderful to people um, to recognize that you're there doing right. what you're doing. Right. Um, yeah, and regardless of awards, because you don't do this, I don't write my books and I don't do the things that I do for, or, you know, or. with an end result that it's going right. to uh, result in anything. But when people recognize the journey um, that you're on and they recognize what you're doing, it's, 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 it's a really nice. It's really nice feeling. And I believe I, I believe this is just from my perspective that that's why you were receiving these this recognition, because that's not why you're doing it. And you're authentic and people can see that they know they can see your they can feel your energy and your passion and see it in your work and everything and you just resonate that so congratulations again on your continued uh recognition because i know some more awards are going to come on that wherever you have those awards at there's going to be more so that's amazing beautiful yes so moving forward uh you are also invited or are you now to be a researcher at the uh, some type of researcher at the University of East London, could you elaborate a bit on that? Oh, absolutely. Um, last night I appeared at the University of East London as part of the New and Word Festival. Now, this is really huge for me because last year I attended to um, support another author. I was in the audience. He's one of my favourite authors. His name is Lem Cisse. Um, he's a multi-award winning author and I was in the audience just to listen to him and a year later now I'm being celebrated um, as part of the New Award Festival and um, the University of East London hosted me last night. Um, it was um, a fabulous um, affair. We got to have the first part um, in the courtroom so um, it's a replica courtroom of the original courtroom where I used to work. So I've gone full circle back to the same um, venue. And then afterwards we had a, a get together downstairs, a little soiree uh, opportunity to sign um, my books and to take photos. And it was there at that event that they um, announced that I'm, I, I'm to become a fellow, a research fellow of the university. So um, I, from what I've understood, I will be attached to the um, policing department of the, the law department of the university. I will be the first to get my hands on new research that comes out around criminal justice, um, especially around domestic abuse, because that's my area of specialism. And what it means for me is, is that, you know, I will have the opportunity to do guest lecturing at the university, um, also travel to other universities um, to talk about domestic abuse and um, hopefully international offers will come in for me to be a traveling lecturer or guest lecturer at a university in the West Indies or um, oh. in America. So it's opened uh, a huge door um, for me and, and I'm grateful to the university for um, seeing me. Um, you know, very often we we do our work and we're not seen, but they, you know, they see me and um, they want um, they want to benefit really from my my years of experience of working in the field. Wow, just listening to you and listening to all this that uh, that that is that that is that you're um, drawing into your experience and that you it's just amazing just just to listen to you and I'm so uh, excited for you because 
I, I want to hear one of your lectures. I want to figure out how I can get to one, especially when you go to the West Indies, because I love going to the like uh, uh, an island um, in particular uh, by the name of Antigua, and that's in the West Indies. And they have a college there, too, I think a medical school, I believe. But yes, yeah, the University of the West Indies is based yes. on different different islands. Right. So you have one which specializes, say, for example, in criminal justice, another island will specialize in medicine one will specialize in agriculture but the you know I, i've been to antigua and yes. i've also been to jamaica and i recall seeing the university we were passing by the university of the west indies so each island takes responsibility for um, a different area of expertise so um yeah the university is split on different sites and of course i would love to go to barbados where my parents are from to the University of the West Indies in, in, in you know that branch, I think it's called Cave Hill um, in Barbados, and to be able to stand there and you know and to deliver and to um, help develop their criminal justice services there as well. Wow, that's amazing! And thank you for sharing that insight uh, in regards to the um, the, the the islands uh, focusing on certain things in regard in education. I didn't even know that, so that's amazing to put that out there. Wow. And you, you mentioned uh, your book and I did say you're you, you're an author. So can you talk about that a, a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So just as I was about to retire from the probation service, I was fast approaching a milestone birthday. I'm not going to tell you how old I am, um, but I wanted to um, acknowledge it in some way. Um, I had a few things on my bucket list that I wanted to do, um, including um, do my master's. Um, go on a cruise and write a book. Um, you know, education here, especially postgraduate education, isn't free. So um, I knew it was going to be quite expensive to do to do a master's. So um, I looked back over the list again and I thought, let me have a go at writing a book. I've given myself two years to do it. Um, and it was actually at one of these award ceremonies that I went to. I happened to sit next to a woman, which um, I believe is, um, is, it wasn't a coincidence. I believe I was destined to meet her. She was an author as well. Yes. And when I shared, oh, you know, one day I'm going to write a book, she said, well, I'm um, going to be a publisher. I'm moving into publishing. Um, let's, let's, let's keep in touch and so on. And um, two years later, I wrote my first book. Oh, which wow. Is, yeah. Loving the Brothers. Wow. I love that cover. Yeah, the cover is an oil painting um, by an illustrator called Kevin Williams. And, Kevin um, Williams, yeah. That's amazing. I spoke to him uh, one phone call. And he caught the vision of what I was trying to create. And um, he did the cover um, for me. The thing is, this was a, my why was all about me. I wanted to go into my next milestone birthday, my next decade, um, being a published author. But the book just took off. It was, uh, it just was out of my control. People were reading Love and the Brothers everywhere and the opportunities for me to talk about the book and my self-publishing journey and everything else it was just it was just something else also quite a few people approached me about um the book wanting to know more about domestic abuse some wanted help 
and support. So I quickly had to signpost people to different um, services. So my why changed. So Loving the Brothers is part one of the book. Um, and as I said, it did really well. And then I had to um, get on and write the second book, which was the sequel. Uh, that came out in 2022. So I kept people hanging around for quite some time. Uh, my main issue was trying to find a traditional publisher to um, take me on. Um, you know, when you're self-published, it can be quite expensive. Right. And in February 2022, um, a publishing house in South Carolina called Hear Our Voice LLC found me and they offered me a three book um deal for my books so in July 2022 here she is my new baby um loving the sisters which is part two the sequel um came out again the illust I love the illustration on the cover this Amazing. is a watercolor and I used the exact same um illustrator to do this as well um which is very in keeping with the with the first uh, first book um, these books have taken me um, up and down the United Kingdom um, to Southern Ireland, um, also to Barbados, um, radio shows internationally. Um, and I'm not one to wait around for the media to contact me in the absence of um, the BBC, for example, contacting right. me. I started my own podcast called right. The Author to Author Podcast where I give the opportunity to self-published um, self authors to come on my platform similar to this and talk about their books. Amazing. That, you know, I'm looking at some, I would now, uh, excuse my attention be, uh, being diverted. I was writing down the titles of your books um, because I'm an avid reader, but something you just said before I move, uh, before I say the other thing I was gonna say is when you said, I'm not gonna wait around that reminds me of a, a quote that I just created a couple of days ago and I put okay. it up, but I don't know if you can see it. Let me see. I can't read it. Okay. Well, anyway, it says I'm always in the process of creating new opportunities. So basically I'm not waiting for the opportunity. I'm creating the opportunities. Absolutely. And that's the energy that I, that I can feel emanating from you. You're not waiting um, and that's what I uh, want to encourage people, you know, especially young brothers and sisters out there. Don't wait for the opportunity. Don't think someone owes you an opportunity. Go create your own opportunities. You have a mind. You have creativity in there. You have passions. Tap into them and create it. And and don't get discouraged if you don't uh, see any reward you know, just keep doing it. Do do it. Do what you're doing, and, and it's amazing. And oper and you know what? Things will open up. It just that's just the way it works. When you're really authentic and passionate about what you're doing, and it's a good, uh, you're providing service, and um, it's a good cause, and everything. Th the doors will open up. Maybe not the same as someone else's. Your own. Everybody has their own unique uh, path and journey, but. You know, just like Pamela, the doors will open up. So, yes. And I'm a firm believer that if the doors that you maybe had in mind don't open up, doesn't matter. Some other door is going to open up. That's just the way it is. And, oh, absolutely. and I want to share this again. And 
going, you know, through those doors or within your journey, just know that adversities always bring um, with them seeds of equal benefit. Always. It just, that's how I look at life now. So when adversities happen, not saying that they can't throw me down a little bit, but I already know something. I'm going to learn something out of this and something beneficial, you know, it's going to help me build my character in ways and everything. I mean, I see them as um, challenges rather than right. anything else. So um, I'm not going to go around this. So when I decided to launch the author to author podcast, for example, um, I had no idea what I was doing. I had no training. Um, I knew that I was good at interviewing people because I've interviewed um, uh, service users and clients as part of my, my role. I've um, interviewed prisoners. I've interviewed people in the community. But, you know, um, rather than asking for jewellery, for example, for my birthday out for a microphone, um, you know, rather than asking for perfume, you know, I've got my ring light and, um, and I've always had Zoom and um, a very good friend of mine said I could use her as a guinea pig to do the very first episode. Um, and that was two years ago. I am now um, about to launch season six of my podcast. I have my own home studio now. I'm frightened to pan back and let you see. My desk is just um, you know, covered with piles and piles of books. Books come into me on a daily basis because that's the only requirement that I have is that if you want to take part in the podcast, um, send me two copies of your book, one for me to read and the other right. to give a competition prize. And so I've got books stacked up here just ready and waiting for season six. And I never thought that the podcast will take me to this level where I've been nominated for podcast awards um, and those kind of accolades, because that's not what I did it for. I did it to give independently published authors the opportunity to showcase their work and to talk about their own book journeys. But the rewards have come back to me from so many different you know, um, avenues. I've even been approached about doing uh, my own radio show um, where, I interview, where I interview musicians and celebrities here. So, um, just I will say, just go. It start somewhere. Start with what you have. You know, right. if you want to be a, uh, a musician, just start by playing your stuff and putting it out there, and you'll be right. amazed about how many doors will open for you. Right. Thank you. Yes, we're down to about two minutes now, but thank you for sharing that. Really quick, can you tell us how to find your books? Yeah, I mean, my books are um, are everywhere, but um, in particular, you can find them on amazon.com you can find them on walmart.com target.com uh, barnes and noble books a million um they're actually at the mahogany bookstore in the united states as well and you can order your books from them online um but yeah but yeah the um yeah the books are out there and available so and if you don't see it then ask them to order the book in for you and I'm sure that they would, they're able to do that as well. Thank you. Thank you very much, Pamela Haynes, for coming on today um, and sharing your amazing uh, energy, insight, and just passions. I appreciate it very much, as I'm sure everyone who watches in or listening listens to this will too. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. 
Uh, be sure to hit that like button, that subscribe button on whatever platform you're watching and or listening. And look at the website, the Enlightened Empowered Evolved website, 333-EMPOWER. That's 333-E-M-P-E-R.com. Uh, <laughs> I almost forgot how to spell my own website. See you soon. Thank you, everyone.